0: three two one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions tonight i have a very special guest rachel Shear is in the building how you doing rachel
1: pretty good pretty good how are you doing
0: doing well doing well um, want to thank you again for coming through stopping by uh, I know your time is precious and uh, you know it's not always easy to come on and you know be faced with these reflective questions so definitely appreciate you being up for the up for the challenge
1: <laughs> yeah yeah this is a great opportunity like honestly to self-reflect and really get some questions that you wouldn't think to ask yourself so I'm looking forward to it for sure
0: awesome awesome. Uh, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm-up questions, just to set the tone. Threw in a couple icebreakers in there, too, just for a little fun. Um, and then after all that, we'll jump into the main portion of the interview, where you you choose a number between 1 and 34. Sound good to you, Rachel?
1: That sounds good.
0: All right. Well, my very first question for you is, how have you been? It's been, I mean... This all started when we were still working together and then you know fast forward to a, a year and a half now. Um you've been doing well? You've been doing great. How you been?
1: I've been doing really well. Really well. Um so my daughter is almost 5 now. So when the pandemic started, she was like 4 I had like not even turned four yet so it's really really interesting watching her grow up in this kind of stuff and see how flexible she is um and also she's been giving me a really good opportunity to take my mind off of myself because she's a really great priority um other than that like i've been been pretty good pretty good yeah can't complain definitely a lot of changes Uh, But, you know, roll with the punches and kind of it helps that, you know, that nobody really knows what's going on. So like that really helps. Like you have a lot more in common with people than you used to, even though you don't see anybody.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I think we had talked about this, but like, you know, people grow closer together through a shared shared event or shared trauma right so i mean hopefully the world feels a little bit closer together now that we kind of went through this through this uh through this phase um yes (laughs) (laughs) you 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 had the chance to get that unique perspective though from your daughter so what would you say from from her perspective or from what you've seen like how did a little one kind of like taking everything that was happening was there did it feel like for her like oh this is normal or did she notice things were like really changing yeah how, how, how did it happen for you guys
1: that's a really great question and because she was so small when it all kind of started she adjusted to the changes really well she adjusted to wearing her mask all the time really well uh, she was bummed on her preschool shut down for a few months, but uh, we had a really great spot and they were able to open back up. So she really got to continue engaging with the people that she knew on a regular basis and just with all the accommodations in place, like wearing a mask all the time and maintaining your social distance, distance, even from her little peers who are also four years old. So it was really impressive how well her and like these 12 other kids really adapted to this new style. I definitely feel like it was more stressful for the adults, uh, you know, um, but I, you know what? It's really interesting because I had a really great opportunity to stay home with her to be home with her and not be working during that point in the pandemic. Um, And I know a lot of people were balancing working from home and trying to raise their kid while everybody's stuck at home. So I feel really, really blessed and grateful that I had the opportunity to really dedicate my time to her during this, uh, this phase.
0: For sure, for sure. And yeah, that's always like the weird thing that I felt from the pandemic is that, you know, I mean i've I've been fortunate and i've been blessed to not really encounter like a lot of the struggles that i feel i feel like everyone's been feeling right and yeah Mm -hmm. there's there's a period there where i I just felt guilty you know i felt guilty like damn it like it's not
1: same yeah right (laughs) same i call it survivor's guilt and then when you said earlier that people have a lot more in common than they bond over um like stressful circumstances i'm just like we're trauma bonding like we have survivor's guilt and there's all these big things that so many people are going through right now like ooh, it's something it's something so when somebody cuts me off in traffic i'm like you know what Fine. do you do whatever you gotta do
0: For sure, for sure. I guess it's 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 kind of like um, enhanced your understanding uh, of, of what other folks are going through, and I, I mean I think it's done the same for me as well. Uh, but for sure, before we go any further, I do want to jump into these icebreakers real quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> this one, first one is a one-word spelling bee. How do you feel about your spelling skills?
1: I feel pretty confident about my spelling skills. For yeah. sure. For sure. been spelling a long time, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got you. But, you know, it's been a long time since anyone really put us on the spot about, like, oh, yeah. That's s- true. Spell that's this true. question. <laughs> spell this word. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: say, oh, we'll see if my brain still functions under pressure.
0: For sure. Your word is soliloquy.
1: Oh, that's a really good word. And I'm going to go with S O L. I L O There has to be a Q at the end
0: Q U I E Oh You Got it pretty Pretty Close You added two letters at the end Um So you had everything Except the last two letters There's only one letter Can oh, care to can- 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 guess Is what it that
1: Q-U-E ah
0: i'm sorry it was q-u-y q-u-y um oh i see yeah
1: all
0: right honestly it's like the only word that i could think of that has a q-u-y like combination in there so easy to get thrown off
1: (laughs) adding some scrabble
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly words (laughs) with friends you know (laughs) Um, yeah
1: all
0: right and one more icebreaker is a riddle how are you with riddles
1: You know I'm panicking right now so let's do it. (laughs) It's like a roller coaster like let's just drop. Let's do it.
0: All right. All right. Um, Your riddle is what would you find in the middle of Toronto? Outside the box kind of sort of.
1: Like Ron? Ron?
0: Oh you are so close. What would would you find in the middle of Ron? Oh, <laughs> yeah. you got it. You got it. It's the letter O.
1: <laughs> Thanks for that clue. <laughs> I mean,
0: it, it was like, it was, it was irritating. I was like, oh, you're so close. You're, you're right there.
1: I was like, what's a real word?
0: <laughs> but I mean, I like that too. You could find Ron in the middle of Toronto as well. So, <laughs> for sure. Um, moving on to, to the warm up questions. My first one for you is. What would you like the audience to know about you?
1: Hmm, great question. Uh for people who cannot or have never seen me personally, I think uh, some interesting context is that I am a parent. I am a wife. I am biracial. I'm half black and half white. I am in my my 30s and I'm an uh very empathetic person and uh, I really enjoy learning about other people and like the experiences that they go through and um, yeah I uh, you know I, I like to be outside <laughs> long walks on the beach
0: <laughs> I feel you you know it's always it's always an interesting um, answers I get from folks because you know like I don't some some people will say that you know like long walks on the beach and it's, I'm always like okay I, I see you <laughs> but yeah I mean it it's a it's a dope way to to kind of like I guess get that personality profile fit for for a person too and I was thinking to myself maybe I I could like do a guided version of this if 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 I was gonna turn it into a way of you know for people to to uh, you know find their match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for sure, you you mentioned you know you're empathetic. Is that something that you're always kind of aware of, growing up, or was that something that kind of came later down the road for you?
1: Great question. Um, I think it came a little bit. No, I think from a really early. I don't remember ever being selfish or being told that I was selfish or um, really feeling um, like I didn't understand what the other person was going through. Uh, So when I heard stuff from, like I remember feeling bad about doing things to people, which I think is a good step towards empathy. And I'm like, ooh, how would I feel if like I did that to me? But I think that, you know, part of that is how you're raised and stuff. So, you know, I think empathy can be learned.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, my second question for you is: If someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? So, if I was going to tell myself today, I'm going to do something in the honor of Rachel. What kind of act could I do in your honor?
1: Uh, let's see. Go find some beach glass. Beach That's, glass. Uh, What's that? Yeah, beach glass. Like when you. Um, so I recently moved to an island in washington about three months ago out of san francisco and um i live i'm very fortunate to live right on the water like right on the puget sound and most of the beaches here are all pebbles and rocks and shells and sometimes you'll find out little pieces of very worn out smooth glass really smooth glass and it's just such a cool thing that to find it's kind of rare when you find it so I just collect it over time and um, it's one of those really it is really rare especially if you don't go to the coast and like I'm from Texas so this isn't a, a normal thing for me and in California you don't. Know, I'm sure there are some places where you can find beach glass but not like in the city and that kind of stuff so Uh, it's kind of a special, unique thing to, uh, to possess and the experience of looking for it too, because sometimes you just happen upon it, but, uh, sometimes you set out to find some that day. (laughs) So yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Damn. You, you moved all the way out to Washington, huh? That's, that's pretty crazy. That's crazy.
1: Um, I live on an Island now. (laughs) the, The only way on and off the Island is from a ferry that you drive your car onto. Comes once an hour, so you better like run a run a tight ship if you gotta get somewhere off the island at a certain time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, would, are you living like in a small community, like a small town kind of feel yes. with all the folks around? Uh
1: huh. Oh some, yeah. <laughs> I always see people I know everywhere I go so i always get the chance to like stop and catch up my kids know some other kid and they learn some like terrible new way to ride in a shopping cart i'm like oh great (laughs) really good to see you yes indeed
0: (laughs) that's what's up that's what's up um oh yeah the beach glass now now that you mentioned that now i have this desire to like collect them and create like the stained glass kind of uh sc- you know sculpture if i could right <laughs>
1: there's so many things that you could do with it you can turn it into jewelry you can decorate with it put it in your potted plants or whatever it's nice yeah it's just fun to have
0: for sure for sure how, how you like in washington versus uh i guess san francisco <laughs>
1: Ooh, you know, it has its pros and cons, uh, specifically the island that I live on. There's, there's no real food delivery services and that kind of stuff. So uh, a lot more cooking at home and not eating uh, more eclectic tastes, uh, which is unusual. Um, because I live in such a small community, I don't hear a lot of different languages being spoken, which I'm not used to um especially like the area i lived in in san francisco was like predominantly um just like non-english speakers and so i really kind of appreciated that and it also like kind of felt like i had a little bit more anonymity a lot more anonymity in san francisco i got you you don't say hello to people
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of folks that have different ways of uh, like you know taking that. It's like I don't know you or <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> yes.
1: Um but outside of the social aspect of it, it's really green. It's really beautiful. Um tons of hikes, tons of creeks. So every day I'm finding something to do outside. Coffee's really good here too, which is <laughs> nice. It's very important to me. A really good wine up here, too, which is also very important to me. Um, it's a beautiful drive between here and San Francisco. Uh, so that's that's another perk. So, for sure, yeah, I like
0: it. You get that, uh, that like extra crispy, fresh air, you know, being around all that green. Um, yes, yeah, Yeah,
1: plenty of oxygen
0: (laughs) for sure. Um, (laughs) And um, my last question for you in the warm-up is, on a scale from 1 to 10, how well do you know yourself?
1: Mm. Uh, Probably pretty well. I would say like an 8.5, maybe 9.
0: Okay. Uh, How'd you get to that number?
1: I think I think too much about what I think and like why I think certain things. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what it was in my past. It's really bringing me to this point. And I'm making all these like, why am I jumping from this situation to something that like, why am I reacting this way? And now that I say it out loud, I'm like, ooh, I should think about other people more. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, th- I feel like I am in the same boat, you know, I'm a overthinker. Um For you, do you feel like that's more of a gift or a curse?
1: I think it's more of a gift, honestly. Like while I say that um, I should think about other people more, I've had a chance to evaluate that statement. And uh, I do think a lot about other people and I wonder what, why did they say or do that thing? Like what led them to make that decision based on what I know about how I make decisions Hmm. and how would I want to hear things presented to me in a way that's not going to make me flip out or overreact and in a way that they can absorb the way I intend it to come across so uh, like you said a lot of self-reflecting and I know that the way that you come across to people just like in the time that I've always spent with you that you do the i I sense that you do the same thing because the way you talk to people is very deliberate and there's really a a a slim chance that they're not gonna pick up what you're putting down like it comes across really very clearly your ideas come across really clearly and that's i'm always appreciated about our conversations
0: right on i uh i think that's the first time someone's ever like explained that to me or said it said in that way because honestly i feel like <laughs> i have so many things going on in my head that i'm worried that what, what my true meaning is is not getting across so i mean that that is good to hear that uh at least you you were able to pick up what i was putting down <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure um, and I think that's why we vibe so well, if anything, right? Like, you know, not everybody can get along. But uh yeah, if, if if you feel like, you know, it was clear to you what my intentions were then, you know, that I think that's why we did have that chemistry at work for sure. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh all right, we made it to, to the main portion of the interview where you start choosing okay. numbers between one and thirty four uh I do have three levels an easy medium hard and you can flow through them mm-hmm. however which way you like uh, where would you like to start
1: let's start with an easy one and uh let's start with uh, number nine
0: number nine um what color is your energy
1: oh that's a great question I think probably teal like some kind of like blue green
0: interesting yeah
1: yeah yeah good question i always pick that color first when i'm like going to color i color a lot with my daughter now so like i always go to that color first i'm like where can i fit this color into this like lisa frank or like mermaid scape i'm about to to jot like to color or whatever you know i was working into everything i'm working on uh yeah yeah too I also really like the color red orange, which I feel like is across the color wheel from that kind of, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, in the way I imagine it, somebody correct me if I'm wrong.
0: No, no, <laughs> I don't think you're wrong at all. And you know, it's funny, cause I think if, if it's gr- green, blue, greenish, teal, rem- makes me think of Washington for some reason. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. and the, the red orange, it makes me think of California. I don't know. I don't know why, but uh,
1: <laughs> hey, cow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, do you? How do you color right now? Do you just use? Is your daughter using crayons, or you guys like to paint? Or?
1: Whatever, whatever. We have we have basically everything. So it depends on the media, like what we're coloring on. Like if you want to For instance, this past weekend we worked on painting shirts for her and one of her friends. So we did some fabric paint earlier in the week we did some watercolors we've done some acrylics lately uh, but if we're just casual coloring not working on a project then we'll just use colored pencils or crayons
0: for sure for sure uh, i'm just kind of curious would you would you consider your your daughter a little artistic or like the creative side or is she more like logical thinking or yeah
1: great um I would say she's pretty logical. All of her drawings of people have all the people things. She's like, when mommy's working, she draws glasses on me. She's like, this is mommy working. And I have glasses on, like my computer glasses or whatever. And they all have legs and feet and all like the appropriate parts. And nobody's like, this person is has purple polka dots or whatever yeah, yeah. so she's pretty she's pretty literal she asks why a lot which is really kind of frustrating I'm like can you just not do the thing I'm asking you to not do she's like why I'm like I swear <laughs> you ask me
0: that <laughs> I, I think that would be infuriating for me and you know I don't get angry yeah. that much but I'm like oh. Let's, let's Google it or something. Ask, ask Siri. <laughs> we do.
1: Yeah. We have a Google, like, little one in, the, in our living room. And I'm just like, why don't you go find out what temperature it is? Why don't you find out what time it is? Go ask somebody else a question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, all right. Go ahead and uh, throw me another number.
1: Mm. Okay. Let's do 12.
0: 12. When I ask what your favorite quote is, what's the first one that comes to mind?
1: Oh. The first one that comes to mind is a quote by... It's not even a quote. It's just part of a book, I guess. Well, I guess it's a quote. I'd have to cite it, you know? Yeah, it's a quote. And it's... Yeah, it's Do You Love? And it's in a Stephen King story called The Raft. It's one of his short stories. And uh, it's... It's a pretty scary story. It's about some uh, two cu- two teenage couples, maybe the early twenties couples, and they decide to go out to this raft in the middle of a lake. And because it's off season, it's kind of cold outside. They um, there's nobody else around, right? And. So they get out to this raft and they're having a good time or whatever and all of a sudden they see this thing that looks like an oil slick but it's got all these colors that mix into it or whatever and it just keeps getting like closer and closer and closer to the raft and it's they start freaking out or whatever and they're getting cold so there's that element they're like "Ah, it's so cold I'm scared. (laughs) So this like thing starts getting closer and closer to the raft and it like sucks them up and eats them or whatever. But there's no teeth or whatever, it just sucks them up and they disappear or whatever. And um the way that it starts so the colors kind of hypnotize the people and so they want to get closer to this thing. And so it comes right up to the raft and they're looking over it and it's like, Do you love? It's asking like, Do you love? And they're like, Ah, do I? And they're like you know drawn into this thing by that question and it's always kind of stuck with me i read that story when i was a teenager and i was very you know into heavy metal and like i wouldn't say emo and i wouldn't say goth but very like angsty teen and i was like yeah do you love like
0: (laughs) yeah yeah sucked
1: into the darkness (laughs) um so that's like the first one i think of
0: (laughs) that's what's up that's what's up uh do you love i mean that that is a. I mean i think it's a strong question right like
1: it is absolutely yeah. absolutely i think it's informed a lot of maybe how i think about things now because i've been thinking about that quote for so long mm.
0: um what's it called yeah it's funny you mentioned you wouldn't say emo you wouldn't say goth uh is is it, the scene Or a scene Like does that ring a bell to you Or I don't know Yes I, I heard yeah. That also being Yes. The scene out. kids Yes mm-hmm. What is yep. the scene what Being is like Like I, I never really understood What that meant
1: Uh, to me because I was in the metal community of Texas like North Texas where um, I don't know if you've heard of Pantera but Pantera kind of came out of that area and so uh, for me the scene was being like 18 senior in high school going out on the weekends to metal shows and like blasting metal windows down in the car uh, going to a lot of heavy metal band practices, because I knew a lot of people in bands. And uh, so that was like my scene. And like everybody I knew outside of school, on like to be honest, everybody I knew outside of school was doing that. And that was our scene. We're like hanging out in the back of um, concert venues and stuff like being rambunctious Is like a young, t- late teen, early, early 20s when things were simpler times
0: simpler times simpler times but uh yeah thank you for for elaborating on the scene and yeah i'm not i'm just super ignorant about it i'm not trying to attack no scene folks out there i just really want (laughs) i needed to get that perspective sometimes um but for sure that's uh go ahead and throw me another number still staying yeah stay still staying on easy mode
1: now let's let's go to the the medium
0: medium the for medium sure, for sure
1: mm-hmm. let's do it and then so i can pick another one from one to 34 again right
0: or the same numbers. it's up to you they have a yeah, yeah, let's, let's go yeah. for it.
1: let's pick number nine again
0: all right what gets you up in the morning mm.
1: my daughter she gets up at like six something every day and you know she's you know, she needs to be taken care of. So that's what gets me up in the morning, you know, for the past five years or so.
0: For sure, for sure.
1: Yeah, somebody else's survival gets me up in the morning.
0: <laughs> and I mean, if it's your child, it's like, you know, super, super crazy, like even more so, right? Um,
1: yeah, yeah. But I intend on giving her a good day and all the love and like teaching her how to be resilient and stuff. So like, not just my child, like, there's a lot that goes into the, just that one thing and, like, what I want to provide for her for the day, and it really, like, it gets me out of my, how I actually feel. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so tired. But, like, let's do it. Like, let's get you some Cocoa Puffs and, like, let's have a great day and da-da-da-da-da. Also, Mommy's really tired, so I'm gonna sit while we do all these things. Great.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, since, you, since you use your daughter for the first one um, The flip side to this question is uh, what, what keeps you up at night?
1: Oh man uh, I think generalized anxiety These days um, Living on an island Partially keeps me up a little bit at night um, Just because it's so different And it's so quiet here And I'm used to cars going by my place And um so it's it's just a a big difference like living somewhere else kind of you know might keep you up at night all the things i have to do i'm like oh don't forget to go to the post office tomorrow like random (laughs) Random stuff yeah
0: yeah i mean (laughs) And it's so it's still fresh You know It's only been three months I feel like it's gonna yeah. Definitely take some time To get used to You know Being in a new place I know for me When I moved to To Long Beach My first time I, I felt super lonely For like A good three Four months You know Just cause yeah. it was so new And like Everything that I thought I was used to is, is like I gotta figure out New things Figure out a new way To do this And do that Um mm-hmm. So yeah Yeah Uh Kind of building off to you know, uh, you were talking about your daughter. I want to ask you, how has motherhood changed you? Like for yourself, have you ever did you notice things that you you kind of let go and like things you kind of built upon? Um, yeah. So how yeah. would you say motherhood changed you?
1: Yeah, um, I'm definitely more patient. I'm a way more patient person. Um, I have adopted the perspective that she's not great at peopling yet like this whole time she's been a brand new person she doesn't know what she's doing she is dealing with the same if we've spent all day together i realize that she's had she's coping with the same day i am and i have 30 years of coping practice and so when she's having a hard time i'm like yeah i totally get it like me either like i i don't know how to how to react to this kind of thing so like let's work it out together um so uh definitely more patient i think it has made me more empathetic um it's given me more sense or connection with I guess the uh, the wonder of the world like it gives me the opportunity to get excited about things that i wouldn't have cared about in my 20s like here we see bald eagles all the time which is pretty novel and it's weird that she's gonna think it's normal um but she's like every time she sees one she's like eagle alert eagle alert <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh like let me get my camera I just got this new camera I'm gonna test out this camera let me see if I can get the focus right and so she really gives me like this window into uh really experiencing things more um which I think gives me more of like a well I get to see her see things for the first time and I'm like wow like what is she seeing and so sometimes I'll just like crouch down next to her and just like Try and like see things from like that, ang- just that angle, I think is really helpful in perspective. Like, yeah, so I think I've just become more aware of a child, like, of seeing things for the first time and really trying to understand things. I think, And okay, this is the last thing I'll say, is that I think I've gotten a lot better at breaking things down into their individual parts. I have to, when I explain things to her and how to do certain things, I'm like, the smallest step, I have to explain each small step and why we do that step that way. And if I can't come up with a good answer, I'm like, why do I do this thing that way? And I like have to come up with something because she's very insistent.
0: (laughs) Good good way to put it. Good way to put it. (laughs) Yeah yeah that's interesting um what, what would you say has been like i guess a difficult concept that you've kind of had to break down into so like easy parts for just one example if you have one
1: yeah 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 um explaining that everybody's body is different i think we've really come into this interesting place as a society where acceptance of everybody has really been brought to the forefront and uh, like you don't want your kids to say what could be construed as like embarrassing questions like questions in public like why is that person in a wheelchair where is that person's leg why does that person have a cane and so uh, the simplest way I've been trying to say that is everybody's body works differently and For example, I have asthma and she doesn't have asthma, so I just bring it back to that. I'm like, you know how your body, you don't have asthma and I have asthma, it's because our bodies work differently. And that birdie's body works in a wheelchair and that person's body works in this way. so I think that that's a very broad thing that comes at her in so many different ways. Like this person is tall and this person is short and this person, she's like, I think that person is a teenager. And so I have to be like, why do you think that? Well, maybe they're just like, we can't assume anything. Ooh, another thing is gender. Mm. Um. So we've been really trying to make it very inclusive and we call people um, they. So like when it's not obvious what gender the person is wanting to be. You know, actually, even when it doesn't matter if I see a person out in public and my daughter is like, oh, that guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, say it's a person on a motorcycle from the back with a ponytail, right? She's like, that lady, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that person, da, 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 da. And when we read books with just objects that are gendered as he or she, we'll say they, um, so that it's like, why is this rock a he? Like, it's a story about a rock and a stick, and they're both he. Like, why does that, no? let like, let's, let's make them a they. Like, let's take the gender out of it. And I feel like it's just more inclusive, too, you know? So, that's been some really challenging things, just teaching her about people. How to be a good person to other people.
0: For sure, for sure. And, uh, I mean, you know, this this new job I just started, um, you know, we were... We're we're really big. Uh, the thanks thanks to you, uh, in part.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm so happy for you.
0: I we are very uh, you know we're, we try to be aware of how how people want to be identified. Um. So one one thing for me is like when I think about raising my own child, uh, like how much of you know what if they end up wanting to either. Like or I'm not aware of their identity, and they become embracing a different identity as they get older. Um, So in my mind, like I I feel like it's a challenge, right? Like it's not to to like put those stereotypes on them or anything, but also kind of like, well, this is the reason why I bring it up. There was a story, and I don't know if you heard this, and this might be hard to hear for some folks out there. But there was this child who who was, you know, who had both. Um, who had both sexual organs right Um, both male female and then the folks at a young age decided to be like nope you're going to be this because this is what you're kind of like leaning towards right like we'll do the surgery so you'll be um, a certain sex and then as that was like a child at eight and so when they became 13 14 they got really pissed and you know they have a lot of identity issues because they're like i was actually the other one you know like why did you like kind of you know set me up to be this person that i'm not really right so yeah yeah, like what is your perspective on that if you don't mind sharing
1: not at all um i think I think it kind of goes back to how many coping skills that I have and understanding how challenging it would be for a child to experience that. And like my first thought, not experiencing it myself, <clears throat> but kind of based on my history of, of parenting is that um, it's what can I do for them to make their life easier what can I do for them to make their life better so that they'll be a resilient person so that they'll be really able to uh, have a lot of self-confidence and like occupy their own space and and inhabit their entire body and really be present you know life is hard enough like sometimes like You're just grumpy for no reason and that's hard, right? So like having to deal with something so monumental as your own identity and being uncomfortable in the body that you're in, like anything that I could do to alleviate that kind of pressure and that kind of, you know, tumult, inner tumult, like that would be my priority, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, that that case and being an overthinker, it, it really, like, I have no idea what would be the best thing, you know? Like, I, I don't know who the parents are, and I, I will hope to think that they were, like, really feeling like they were making the best decision for their child at the time, right? But how could they yeah. really
1: know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. parenting is a lot of experimentation and is being wrong frequently. I've never been as incorrect as i have been in these last five years of parenting um and that's been really humbling
0: no doubt and i i mean i think you know that's the part of the human experience the growth right of like being forced to really be like maybe i don't know everything because <laughs> yes we, we go through a lot of our lives thinking we know it know it all so
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah for sure Oh uh, okay is it time for me to pick another question?
0: Yeah. Uh actually I was going to throw you a curveball at this point just to Ooh. just to lighten the mood maybe perhaps um and thank thank you for sharing your perspective. Uh you know I know it's not always easy to. Um but this is a fill in the blank question and um the reason it's a curveball is cuz I'm choosing it for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh your fill in the blank is life is all about blank.
1: Hmm. Life is all about, I would say, finding your, your version of success, like figuring out what your personal version of success is, and not being beholden to how everybody else defines success. Um, and I feel like that'll help kind of guide you yeah so
0: I'm curious how how, how would you define success for yourself
1: (laughs) it feels really lame but I'm like just being a good person like being a good enough person to make other people's lives better in any little way that I can, holding a door open for a stranger or whatever, like smiling at strangers with my eyes like over my mask, like <laughs> right like, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I know what you mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so just you know doing what I can to make uh leave things a little bit better than I found it, I guess, not like in my personal like space, but like, as a person. <laughs> interacting with other people
0: yeah yeah you always kind of want to like and that's the thing right it's like um what are we but like these these balls of energy right or like even after we pass it's like we're it's we're going back into the universe and so energy
1: can neither be destroyed nor created right like yeah. Okay, so I watch a lot of Disney movies now So I'm like <laughs> The circle of life Like, when we die, our bodies become the grass And the antelope eat the grass <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean Honestly, that's that's something that I, I kind of like You know, wrap my head around a lot And just tell myself, you know At, at the end of this Like, you know, all the people in our lives That kind of pass too that Their energy is out there they're this flowing to throughout us i think and all the lives that they've touched that's that's how i kind of like tried to um make myself feel better i guess is that yeah they're, well, they're out I, there
1: i believe that i believe that like um there's i'll just briefly touch on this <laughs> And we might want to talk more about this at some point, because I find it fascinating, and I think you might too. And it's called the quantum entanglement theory. And
0: the theory is... Get into it. You already already hooked me into it. Go for it.
1: (laughs) So uh, I'm pretty sure the theory is that there's these very small atoms. All right. And we're all made of molecules and atoms or whatever, right? And so the idea is that there's atoms that are small enough to move through other matter and because we as people are also made up of these molecules atoms and energy when people interact some of their molecules or atoms i guess smallest atoms can move through each other and therefore become entangled and so no matter how far the distance is one of the um one of the characteristics of these atoms these specific atoms is that when one changes regardless of distance the other changes so when I think about twins going through the same experiences and they live like they were separated at birth for some reason and they live half a world away and then when one thing happens to one a very similar thing happens to the other and so when you talk about how people are energy and their energy is out there and with us I do think that and I, this is just a theory but I really I really believe it at some, some capacity is that because we have those experiences and we're close to those people and like our atoms may have moved through each other and back to us and when you know it's just they're inextricably linked and so there is physically some presence of that other person or the people that you interact with
0: i am with it i have to i have to do my own research on it now but uh is quantum entanglement
1: yep yeah. exactly
0: for sure for sure i will check that out um uh, it's
1: interesting it's a fun thing to think about
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and you know I'll, I'll have a lot of fun thinking about that and, <laughs> and talking with people <laughs> uh, i'm curious do you have any theories of your own that you kind of like you know you have no evidence or you have no but you're like it kind of makes sense if you put these thoughts together i don't know if uh maybe a question for another time but
1: yeah yeah no i think that that's a pretty good one um i've heard some other wild theories like the planetary evolution theory where every planet. i do not believe in i do not believe this one but okay. it's also an interesting one uh, that the uh, the planets in the solar system are all the same planet, but at different points in their evolution and time. So, like, Earth used to be just, like, Mercury, and then it turned into a planet like Venus, and then at this, like, time continuum that we're currently existing in, Earth is Earth, and then it turns into Mars, and so on and so forth. But um, I can't say that I have any theories that i personally you know have have come up with and honestly it's probably because i listen to uh, a lot of conspiracy theory podcasts so everything flowing through my head is like oh yeah that one time the cia did this one time this (laughs) fba did that
0: (laughs) i got you i got you uh yeah yeah i mean that's what it is i mean like even if you have one it would just be a theory like uh i don't know if i ever told you this one this one kind of came to me during covid but uh my theory is i I like to believe in like you know parallel universes and like uh how if a decision is made another like universe is made that isn't because of the other side of that right um, I think about
1: that too.
0: So now, now one thing in my mind that makes me like think about it like it could be even more is so. They say our universe is ever expanding, right? Like it's it just keeps going and going and going and never stops. But what if there was actually an end to to the universe, right? And it's just like a mirror, though so like you have two mirrors facing each other and it looks like it goes endless but really there's like an edge that we just can't reach um
1: oh, so, man yeah
0: so for me i'm all that like it is really interesting <laughs> there is an edge and like that other side of the edge is that other universe or other parallel like to to ours it just keeps going and going because of that mirror effect i don't know that that's one that i feel like i need to talk to like you know a nasa person and be like <laughs> And have them kind of like shut it down for me. But for now, I'm like, hmm, interesting thought. <laughs> who,
1: it is, yeah. Knows? Yeah. Uh, there's some fun thought experiments that I've kind of heard about, like just like that, just like that, where there's like something happens. Like there's this thought experiment where this person can decide whether or not to shoot themselves in the foot. And in some, by making the decision to not do it, in an alternate universe, they did decide to do it. So like both of these things did happen. So it's just like it is a weird thing to think about. And like you are just like on something something. I love that <laughs> so much.
0: Right on, right on. Yeah, I mean, we could we could all definitely you know just keep going with all our theories and anything that you listen to. But um. I gotta let you know, we have about 10-15 minutes left in the podcast, Um, we kind of been blowing by, thank you again for coming through, I I hope you're having fun, it's been uh, fun for me, for sure.
1: Definitely having a good time.
0: Awesome, awesome, Um, go ahead and uh, throw me another number.
1: Okay, let's do one hard one, and let's (sighs) do number 9 again on the hard
0: one. Number 9 hard. What's the last sign you've seen? Like, you know, maybe you were looking for a sign and, you know, it could be something small. But for you, what's the last sign that you've seen?
1: Um, I think that hummingbirds bring good news. And uh, yeah, so when I see a hummingbird, I look out for, for some good news. Um and I think I often miss the good news because so much <laughs> happens between the time like I remember being like oh hummingbird there must be good news coming and then just like I'm just in a blackout like of parenting and like swim lessons and stuff so I probably miss the good news.
0: Mm, I gotcha. Um
1: but those are my little signs. Okay. I think Yeah
0: There hasn't been like a You know Maybe You had a question in mind Or something And like A a particular song came on Or uh, Um, You know
1: Yes Okay Here's another one So Um Okay So one day I Had a migraine And I was listening to a podcast And like Within five minutes They're like The only thing that would stop me Was migraine I was like Oh my gosh Me too (laughs) And then there was also um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was something else really specific that I was dealing with that day, and like also within that five minutes they mentioned that as well. So it was it, it was coincidental enough that it stuck with me for like a couple of weeks now, and I wish I could remember what that other thing was that was so specific.
0: It's all good. It's all um, good.
1: Maybe I wrote it down somewhere.
0: But, hey, who knows? Maybe you'll get that sign again, you know, right after this. Right after
1: this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But for sure. Uh, Well, we made it to the concluding portion of 34 questions. Uh, Before we get to the closeout ones, uh, I've been doing this new thing called the 34th Mantra where i have my guests come on and create a mantra for themselves using this phrase um it's i am i can i will so i am blank i can blank i will blank how would you feel that for yourself yeah uh
1: i am capable um what's the second
0: I will uh, I I am I can I will I can yeah.
1: I, I'm capable I can overcome every, anything that comes at me I have so far I will continue to try and be a good person every day
0: yeah for sure and if you ever need a reminder now you got a little sound clip of yourself <laughs> I, was I, was that. That, yeah. I
1: was thinking that I was thinking that
0: for sure. Um, all right. Well, those are questions. This first one is from a previous guest. Um, shout out to Daniel for for your question, and it kind of ties into to the to, to the final question, but um, it's a little more specific. And he asks, he's asking three generations down the road. So maybe your great great grandchildren are, are watching mm-hmm. this. And you only had one sentence to kind of like let them know to, for them to know you by what's that one sentence for your great great grandchildren
1: oh um you have everything you need inside you and you can overcome your obstacles with the tools that you have.
0: For sure, for sure. Yes, that's Uh, it. I got you, I got you. And then my second question for the closeout is, what would you like to ask the next person that comes on to 34 questions?
1: (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I would like to ask them, What's the their favorite thing they've ever read, and why?
0: Favorite thing you've ever read and why?
1: Yeah, like a magazine, a short story, book, cookbook, anything. Shampoo you. bottle.
0: <laughs> um. Now I want to ask you, what's your thing? If you don't, if you don't mind. <laughs> like uh, Oh,
1: word? my favorite thing I've ever read. Uh. <laughs> It's Little Women. Little Women. The book is my favorite thing I've ever read. I've read it like six times. I'll probably read it a few more times, and I don't know why. I don't know what it is about it, but it's one of my favorite books. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious because I think I know about the movie, but uh, yeah, yeah. Is uh, is it how's how's the adaptation? Is it like nothing like the book, or is it, um... oh,
1: it is like the book. Luckily, the book is really straightforward. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For sure, for sure, uh, I'm kind of what would you say is like the lasting i guess acid or or lesson or you know what what keeps you coming back? you read it six times, it must it must be something about that book that you know keeps drawing you back in,
1: yeah, yeah, I think that maybe part of it is that I only have brothers and so the dynamic between the sisters watching them kind of figure out uh what they're what they really care about and how they kind of manifest those uh you know as you see them grow through the story like how they really manifest their experiences from their past into what they intend on doing in the future
0: i got you i got you i'm gonna have to check it out for myself um and I feel the movie is fine <laughs> the movie's fine <laughs> yeah. for, sure. for sure um and then my very last question for you the question that ties everything together which was very similar to the to the question Daniel gave you um so feel free to just you know repeat what you were saying because I thought that was great and maybe it deserves a second chance second time just to be repeated but um my thing is 500 years from now our descendants are watching this video what would you tell them it's like maybe not specifically your grandkids but just like the world in 500 years from now you know uh Uh, i would say learn from the past
1: not with any agenda of manipulating your future but for the just the reason of you know trying to do better
0: i hear you i hear, you. like yeah you know like your own thing right Le- leaving um leaving what you came into better than you know how you found it right uh that's yeah it's almost like well i think we should all strive for and it sounds like such a difficult thing though like of it course is. Of course, I want world peace. Oops, sorry. But um, of course, course we want world peace. But then, what would that look like? You know, would would the world be? You know, kind of boring. I don't. I don't know. And kind of sucks. Probably not.
1: Hmm. Probably not. Probably not. I think we'd have more fun for karaoke, more time for karaoke and stuff.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's that's something I've been trying to wrap my mind around. But uh, yeah, karaoke. Uh, did I ever ask you what your go-to karaoke song was all right
1: it's uh forgot about Dre yes I do remember yes
0: and (laughs) yeah that takes crazy skill because I've tried rapping karaoke songs and it is not the business
1: (laughs) it's It's the breath in between the verses that gets me
0: (laughs) yes for sure for sure. but yeah uh any last things you want to mention before we head out if not it's all good Nah. some people like nah, to plug just stuff thank in. you oh yeah
1: nah nah just thank you so much this has been really fun i really appreciate it
0: for sure and um you know like I, i'm super grac- gracious that you came through uh, got to share your perspective and your story um and i you know i only hope that one day you'll you'll be able to watch this and be like damn that was me Well, that's the way i thought and, yeah you know, like all that stuff uh that's what it's really for and about um yeah yeah thank you guys yeah. uh,
1: absolutely thank you so much jay and uh we'll talk soon yeah
0: no doubt no doubt um before you head out um i gotta do the little close out for the folks out there um so Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for all the folks out there listening on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you catching this. Definitely appreciate your time as well. And then I got to say, because I, I have to say it, um, if, if you liked it, go like it. If you loved it, go ahead and subscribe. And uh, as, remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions and um it, then it fades away but <laughs> um i was going to ask you and